Welcome to the Cosmic Brew Show! Yeah, 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 yeah. NBA Finals version of the Cosmic Brew Show released. Dun, 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 finals time. Hours before the finals. <laughs> but face it, look, you've listened to coverage for the last, what, three days? Yes. About the end. You guys have all listened to it, but really, have you listened to it till, till you listen to us? I mean, come on. Uh, well, you, we are going to. You really haven't listened to coverage. You've been listening to them talk about uh, Le, uh, LeBron James's retirement and uh, the Boston Celtics, but you actually haven't really heard too much coverage of the, the Denver Heat uh, series. So we're, we're going to actually get into it. You can actually add James Harden and uh, Nick Nurse in Philadelphia to the list. Okay. Yes, it's like yes. anything but to talk about Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Good news is he doesn't care either. It's a good thing. <laughs> Maybe the uh, media knows that. So they're like, they're like he, he doesn't want us to talk about him, so we're just not going to. <laughs> Some people are caught up in their feelings, too. It's funny. I think the, the, major, the big media is mad at, like, the, the, the little media. I don't know. The, the mid-majors media. Because they're so desperately in need to talk about the Lakers or whatever, you know, for, quote, ratings uh, or to keep, I don't know, um, clutch happy or whatever their whatever their needs are you know they're so mad about having to do that and that everybody talking about them doing that you know they're very <laughs> defiant about it <laughs> let's talk about the damn game you're mad you're mad at me not talking about denver i'm gonna not talk about denver more see you like that <laughs> i'm telling you that's exactly what's going on i don't know uh it's been a fun time to watch basketball um i don't know about you cause but i had a just a freaking boatload on the heat advancing like just a massive amount of of skrilla on the heat advancing and watching Derek white tip in the ball on i don't know go, goes to the post or whatever the you know you name your your amazing play that was that was crushing <laughs> crushing to watch i was in a in a bar that was pretty interested in this game and I just kind of sat there as everybody was screaming, like, oh, my God, how much did I just lose mm. on on that? Um, but just a, really just an exciting series all the way around for a 3-0, by the way. You know, a 3-0 series that, to me, was really exciting almost all, the entire way through. Um, I liked watching Boston collapse. I don't know about you. <laughs> it was, uh, that was interesting. Um, it was kind of a microcosm of their whole season and then somewhat the last couple of years in you know different spots of the year um you know i just thought that you know you the game seven was you know the basketball gods just saying no more we're, we're no longer gonna put up with your blatant disrespect of the game you know and that was that was what <laughs> i was thinking after Derek white's shot went through the net i was like there's too much they've violated too many basketball god principles here <laughs> it, it seems so unlikely that it's going to happen, but I had this like underlying confidence that it was going to happen. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely thought that they were going to win. I thought Boston was going to win for sure once it got there because I thought that. Um, I, I, I didn't. I shouldn't say that. Oh, I, by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about the old stuff. We got to. You know, we haven't had a chance to. It'll be different than what you heard. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, I would have picked Boston, but I wasn't really sure about anything. I just didn't think I, I wasn't very confident that you know Martin and uh, you know Duncan Robinson and those guys could have yet another good game. And so that's why I was leaning to Boston for Game Seven. I mean, I picked them to beginning at the beginning of the series. I thought that it was going to be Boston in six, but um, yeah, I was very you know you just can't play the way they play and expect to you know beat good teams. It's just not really a thing. I mean, the thing I think that everybody visualized was the crowd in Boston just getting crazy after a Boston run and then Miami falling apart. Um, Jimmy Butler, to me, had the yips. Uh, I'd like to get into that into detail because it's also relevant for the upcoming series. Um, But like in the first quarter of that game, Boston had a chance to get the crowd going and then... Miami just counterpunched, and, and you could just see Boston. It was a really small little like six zero run that Miami went on to just ca- to kind of silence the crowd, and yeah. then then they kept going, and it was over. Yeah. At that point, they they just yeah. completely put their foot on their throat. Yeah, and people could talk about um, you know tatum's injury all you want no 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 we're all just choked i mean like obviously the brown turnovers um derek white was really the only guy that played well there was uh horford was just nowhere to be found whatsoever um williams you know made no attempts to uh be a force inside um you can go on and on and uh but that was just a that was a team collapse um, in game seven there. I mean, even even with without Jason Tatum, you can argue that they're still more talented than Miami, you know? Man, <laughs> think... you, you could almost do it without Jalen Brown. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the, so the whole Tatum injury, I'm not, I'm sorry. That, that's not, I'm not taking that as and, an excuse. And you had Jimmy, I mean, I actually still want to, I want to push the Jimmy thing back a little bit so we could talk about that in a second. But like both he and Bam, I mean, Oof. Bam was great. First of all, I love the Bam series. Like, even with the bad games at the end, mm. I just love the way that he showed up kind of mentally. I thought he didn't pass up. I mean, he did pass up a couple shots, but like he mostly kind of was aggressive. And yeah, he, he great with defense. Like, I, I was just really impressed there. But the fact that those two guys are just stinking up the joint and you're you're basically going up against all these people that I told teams to sign over the last three years, by the way. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and my favorite, Caleb Martin. Yeah. Caleb Martin. I stood on mountaintops two years ago and said, pick this guy up. Give him as much money as you need, which, by the way, would have been like three cents. You could have gotten him for three cents. Yeah. The, the, they're interesting because, you know, I think what Spolstra does better than anybody and that they do as an organization better is that they don't ask anybody to do stuff they can't do. You know, they if you come in, if you're just a three point shooter, you're going to go and they're going to put you in a position to just shoot threes. If all you do is rebound they're not going to say, oh, well, we need you to score 15 points a game. No, you, you, we need you to get the eight rebounds that you're supposed to do. And, and so that kind of like system lends itself to guys like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin having really big games because everything that they did was stuff that they do. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Caleb Martin, you know, 
posted up a bunch of dudes and was, you know, getting triple doubles or it wasn't like Gabe Vincent was doing taking shots that were out of his realm. I mean, they, they just had big games in their roles. And but that, that's the problem. Most teams, they're like, well, if a guy is averaging uh, six points a game, when we get him here, he's going to average 15. Is it, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to average six and you're going to be disappointed. So I just I just love that that a, a team like the Heat that does it the right way, you know, continues to get rewarded in these ways. I mean, look at Duncan Robinson. Like, you get just clobbered for your contract, and right. you play pretty poorly for a long time. You yeah. Know? The shooting's just not there, you know? And, and then you just come in and systematically dismantle right. the other team. You know, all the overplays, he's got all the quick-hitting drives to the hoop, making shots on the inside. I mean, just no fear. That's right. great. I, I, I can't say enough. They don't say, "Hey, Duncan Robinson, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, one high and four flat, and just have you ISO and go one on one." It's always off the screens, you know. He pump fakes, the guys go flying by. He, you know, he can always have a big game like that because he's only doing <laughs> the things that he's good at. So, yeah, yeah. It's and and so Boston. I, I guess we'll just kind of put the fork in them here. Um, I, I think there's a lot going on in between the ears of. The star players, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then Missoula. I mean, man, what a roller coaster. This guy lost the locker room and then he gained it back. I'm actually, this is all air quotes, by the way, because I don't think a lot of this happened. You know, he lost the locker room, got him back, and then kind of lost them again at the end um, is, is the sort of story out there. But really, like, what were we expecting this first year coach in that scenario? You know to do and then he he goes and he takes them as far as they, they took them and then it goes down 3-0 they don't fold that says a lot to me but it's this you yeah. know he's the one he's one piece he's 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 just you know he's taking on this jason tatum jalen brown marcus smart leadership you know crew and i don't know i just think that there's something between tatum and brown that doesn't click yeah, um, I think, you know, Missoula wasn't qualified to be a head coach, and well, no one was expecting him to be a head coach when they hired him. So um, considering that you get, you know, you got that far, um, you know, he was doing on-the-job training. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't all the people that are like saying well he's getting out coach yeah he's getting out coach he's 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 never done this before i don't think he's coached he hasn't been a head coach on any level um if i'm correct so um the the you know you can't like when you go down o2 at home and then you go on the road and you just don't try I don't know that that's anything any coach can do about it. Like, what, what, what is he? There's no such thing. These um, people want to make it seem like there's all these like, you know, remember the Titan, you know, win one for the Gipper speeches that happen. That, that, that it's not a thing. Like, you, you know, like you expect grown men who get paid millions and millions of dollars for to, to, to play this game to try. I mean, Boston didn't try. They're like, people are saying, and the media, they're saying like, well, Boston, game three, Boston quit. They didn't, they didn't quit. They never showed up. They, they never, they never put any effort into winning that game. So, but what does know, that tell you? Does you think Marcus Smart is a don't try guy? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think when, whenever you flop that much, you're you're taking the easy way out. You know, oh like, man, I didn't didn't expect to go down that road, but yeah, yeah, no, the the flopping thing. I hope they come up with a stat like flops per not flops per, but like at post flop. What's the opposing team's offensive rating when when the other team's playing five on four? Right. The the one Jason Tatum had one, and I I think it was game six, where he's under the hoop. He rebounds the ball, lands on two feet, and there just happens to be a thing. Struess had his hand on his back, and he leaps out of bounds. He was he was fighting the refs the entire series. Dude, it was crazy. It was crazy that anyone that the refs called that a foul. So you know. Like I get what you're saying with, with Marcus Smart and why I brought him up is because I, I really think this comes down to the Tatum and Brown connection and kind of how they see the game of basketball. Like, mm-hmm. they they do so many kind of like head-scratching things per game. And yeah. it's you look at the talent and you look at the ability and then when, when they do some head-scratching stuff and it works, you go, oh, boy, that's not good because right. they're going to keep doing it and it's not going right. to work. And right. it's and I think actually Missoula did a good job. Like I mean, you go put whoever put Greg Popovich in no experience that situation. Tell him, hey, go coach. Right. I don't know that he does a better job. Yeah, I, I mean, you you really that is something that you know no, that that was a beyond unique situation. I don't think that there's anybody that's ever <laughs> come in on, in that kind of a. Thing, but they are they are those two are strange they really don't like doing things the easy way even when it's having success um they're kind of like at times it's almost like um they're multiple they're they're like jordan pool-esque a little bit sometimes where like they can move the ball and penetrate and everybody's getting touches and they're getting wide open looks and it just won't be enough. And then for some strange reason, one of them will come down and go between their legs and do a step back. And then the next guy will do it. And instead of taking that 15 point lead to 22, now you're only up six, you know, and they do that all the time. And too often they bail themselves out at the end with their talent. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know when you grow out of that. You know, these guys, they're, they're young, but they're not that they're not young in basketball years. You know, they've been around a minute now. So, it's, it's a, you know, it's about time to grow up. You know, it's about how you see the game. And, and that's one of the things about Miami and Denver. Um, you know, we'll talk. We'll, we'll find the warts there, guys. Like and, and we didn't have to look far with Miami. Like Miami has their own issues that fall into this this bucket. But it's like, how do you see the game? And do you go to your best stuff, say, 90 percent of the time? You know, yeah. like that's that to me is like a good mark for a team to hit. You know, you, you know what you're attacking and you see that out of Miami in those first four games or probably the first three games where they are getting the matchup they want, attacking what they want to attack. Jimmy Butler's playing with confidence. And I don't know if he got hurt. I kind of don't think it matters. And I don't think he got hurt enough to where it should have changed much for him. A lot of people were trying to talk about what well, the Boston did this and Boston did that. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler systematically dismantled them as they were doing similar stuff. And then in those next games, he just stopped doing it. 
Like he just kind yeah. of made a conscious choice to stop doing it. And this is basketball in a nutshell. It's like which team is going to screw themselves the, the quickest, the hardest, and <laughs> like, you know, get dumb. You know, because there's like three point variants. I get that. You know, like that's a thing, whatever. You know, you don't make threes, you know, you're not going to do well. Um, a lot of times that comes down to tempo and how your team's playing anyway. But like, which team is going to go on like a 10 possession, you know, dry spell because five guys did stupid stuff for 10 possessions, you know, and they got out of their game plan and they didn't attack the thing that was sitting right there the entire time or they got bored with it. Um, right. Jalen Brown's like a random number generator with what he does on the floor. You know, he's just, he's like, uh, I think I'm going to rise and fire for three right now. That looks good. Yeah. You know, and, and the yeah. guy almost blocks his shot and it goes in, you know, it's like, oh. Good job, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, Miami, Jimmy Butler, I, I just, this guy, he does this all the time, too. You know, he did it in the bubble finals where yeah. you're like, okay, you got here based on the systematic dismantling of whoever. And then you're like, nah, I think I'll just like Gabe, Gabe Vincent, you run the show. I'm going to be over yeah. here. I'll stand in the, the corner while you, uh, you you instigate. And I don't know what to make of that. Like, I'm completely thrown. Well, I think he's not a natural scorer, right? So, like, I mean, he's he's a guy that's improved so much from, you know, rookie year to now. And so I think he sees the game as, like, I'll always be able to contribute. You know, I don't have to score 25 or 30. I'm still going to play D. I'm still going to rebound. I'm still going to move the ball. The problem is on this team, like, he's he needs to score. He doesn't even need to score as much as he needs to be aggressive. He was not aggressive in those games. He was, like, driving with a lot of caution and, you know, trying to just not miss shots. A lot of his stuff to the basket was like, please go in instead of just like shooting with confidence and driving with confidence. So um, let me tell you, if that happens against Denver, it's going to be a real quick series, which might be a quick series anyway, but it's going to be quick and ugly. If, uh, it's like he didn't realize him beating Tatum or Brown on offense is going to affect their offense. Right. You know, like that yeah, game yeah. within the game. Yeah, because they're probably the worst of – they may be the worst, at least good team in the league as far as when they don't score, they just don't even try on defense. So, like, like they don't – you can, like, really – they're not possible. They, you know, for a team that just, it's weird to say that a team that came back from 3 0 is mentally weak, but they, they really, they really have, they really are. You know, they, and that's why I que- check that's, out. that's why I question Jimmy's decision making when he takes the, so he gets the ball at, say, 17 seconds and he just kind of looks at things and he goes, nah, here, you have it back, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, huh, okay, so you entrusted. I don't know, a BAM, you know, screen and roll with Max Struess, and he's going to take a shot with a hand in his face. Like, that was the, the decision-making process here. You know, shout out Max Struess. You had a great series. But, like, if you can get in and, you know, get Jason Tatum on a pump fake and then you jump in and draw two fouls, you know, he's sitting there complaining about the refs now. And, 
you know, not thinking about what he should be doing on offense. And then he comes down and jacks up a three bricks and there goes the avalanche in your favor, which was how you won games one through three. Um, <laughs> where come on Jimmy it's like it's like we build Jimmy up to be the smartest basketball player on earth and then he just like disappears yeah. um so I don't um I don't have as much confidence in Miami in this series as I would normally you know mm-hmm. a- after watching what we just watched um let's switch over to the Denver side and, and we can say goodbye to your Lakers oh yeah I really enjoyed the LeBron um series even though they got swept and uh yeah they, you know it's kind of funny and that was another thing too about the coverage of that like who did what wrong and should lebron did this and anthony davis did that like how about denver's just really good and and it was a bad matchup i mean the, the lakers tried it wasn't like it wasn't like you know they had even game one where they were way down they came roaring back and a couple of times um yeah, Denver's just good. That's just a bad uh, match. Are know. we if not going to yeah, – we're not going to bag on Anthony Davis at least a little bit? <laughs> I mean, he's – dude, like, he's not as good as Nikola Jokic. Like, <laughs> let's just – you know what I mean? Like, what, I mean, what's there to bag on? I thought – you know, I thought that over the playoffs, I thought Darvin Ham did a really good job. Um, but there was a couple of things that, you know, it was actually um, interesting, like – when Tristan Thompson got in the game and started roughing up Jokic, that guy, he didn't really want that much of that life, you know. And like, and then he took him out, and it was like you could see like Jokic kind of like relaxed a little bit and started playing Jokic ball. And there might be something that I don't really know that Miami has. You know, maybe you, you could get Kevin Love in there to bang him a little bit. You know. But I thought that that was a really interesting um, move. And then, like, I felt that the whole, at some point, um, like, I mean, I think he did limiting minutes, but D'Angelo Russell, and uh, he was just useless. He, he, was, he was useless out there. He couldn't do anything. Um, and so it was, I thought that was pretty obvious, like, really early in the series. So even the limited minutes that he got later in the series, I thought he shouldn't even have those. But um, they, they really know. got just outclassed by a million at the point guard position. Even though I'll give Dennis Schroeder a lot of uh, props for like full court defense on Jamal Murray, I thought that would wear him out a little bit. Um, yeah. Some certain games it didn't matter at all, right. um, and I thought he did a good job, Dennis Schroeder, making him turn all the way up the floor. Um, but this, I thought this was about Aaron Gordon a lot as well. Um, just yeah. being able to, like, he kind of just I was not afraid of Denver getting beat in the Gordon Jokic match up against LeBron and Davis at all. Right. Like I just had no no concern from a betting standpoint or prediction standpoint that those guys would lose. And then it, and then you start thinking, all right, after that, LA doesn't got much. Um I'll say before the series started, I was not as confident in that. Mm-hmm. Um just, you know, thinking LeBron is LeBron. Who knows how, what he can turn on? Aaron Gordon, because he got the, the, the umph in the moment. Um, it, you know, with Jokic, if you're looking for players to cover a Jokic, and Anthony Davis should be on the short list of, of players yeah. to be able to do that. Um, I think Davis got really exposed as uh, kind of like a 
a player that's no longer as versatile as a lot of people give him credit for. You know, inside the key, I think he can still be a game-changing defender. Um, but, like, the Warriors put him out on the perimeter. Um, you know, Denver didn't quite isolate him as much out there. Um, but just the perimeter stuff, he's just not comfortable out there. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and also, like, as someone who's watched watched a lot of Laker games and a lot of Anthony Davis, it, like, effort and, like, mm. like, things like playing defense, like, you really can't turn that on, especially against a team that good or a player that good. Like, he will – there will be huge chunks of games where he is just not trying. And I don't think that at this point in his career, he really has the, like, the, the defensive calluses to, like – there's not, like – there's not, like, a four or five stretch of game stretch at any time of the season where you're, like – dude davis was all over the place on defense you know that doesn't happen it's like a quarter here a five minute stretch here but then in the playoffs it's like oh i'm supposed to now i think i could just turn that on against the best player in the world it doesn't work that way the warriors were a good matchup for them you know those guys were a good matchup for anthony davis to be able to camp out in the key and you know but but not but the but Denver doesn't really have a. They're not. They're they're way more. People call it boring, but it's actually that they just do the right thing, and they're not always going to attack you the same way. So he was just kind of out there floundering. I mean, he, you could tell like when sometimes like on a couple of the of Jokic drives, you could see it was just he just Davis just didn't want to stay in the defensive stance that long. You know, he'd be there and be in the right position, but he's like, oh, he's still going to dribble. Uh, I guess I have to stay low. I guess I have to move my. I don't really want to do that. And then it was goodbye. And so, um, yeah. Defense is a mentality. Defense yeah. is like a um, it's like a primal thing. You know, mm-hmm. like if I, if I don't foam at the mouth and chase through this brick wall, um, like something's wrong. Like you know, people got to think like that to play defense. And, and you, you you have to be happy with those things that aren't going to be on the stat sheet. When the guy the guy makes two or three moves to go by you and he can't, and he has to give it up with five seconds left on the shot clock. You have to take pride in that stuff. No one's gonna. That's not going to be on ESPN. But you have to be able to take pride in that. So, I, I, thought, I think he, he took a big hit in this series. Um, and I think he's definitely on the downside of his career. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a fast slide down into, you know, something of like a spot-up stand-up shooter from three-point land. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that can't be on the floor, you know, during high-leverage situations because he's exposable on defense. Had Golden State gone at him? Even more than they did, I think they would have advanced. But they couldn't really figure it out fast enough um, or just stay efficient enough. Um, Let's talk about some of the Denver other guys, like Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He was huge. They're just ready. Yeah. I think when you play against a team that you're that familiar with, like, I mean, I think the first game he had a huge game. I I wasn't expecting that, but I knew that it was going to be easy for him to get 15 on the Lakers. And I think you're going to, you're going to see a lot of just him on Butler, you know, Mm -hmm. just like live the results. You know, we're not, we're not going to double you, you know? (laughs) So I'd be, I'd be a little worried about that though. Because I think Jimmy's 
his calculus is always like, can I definitely get this shot off? Like in his head, he's like, can I have, do I have a hundred percent certainty? And then if he gets to that hundred percent certainty, he's like, okay, these are good odds. But, I'm going to do it. But I, think, and I, I think all of the guys though, I think you're going to see Porter. You're going to see him. I think you're going to see Aaron Gordon on him. Oh yeah. And I don't, I just, I just, for me, I just wouldn't double. I, no, I no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't double, but I would be a little bit worried because I think Jimmy can rise and fire down on the block over KCP. So they would switch that matchup up if Jimmy gets to the point where he decides he wants to do that. Right. Um, I think then, yeah, yes. you're, you're, there's multiples that are going to be. I mean, you could go Bruce Brown. I don't know if he could elevate over Bruce Brown. Right. So Bruce Brown's got springs, um, and then Aaron Gordon. I mean, I think he could outsmart Aaron Gordon. Like with with some of the pump fake stuff, pivot stuff, you know, yes. really get him off his feet. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's. But maybe not. He's playing a little more disciplined. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see. I I, I this team is. I mean, they're just really good. <laughs> they're they're as good as any team that we've had, um, in the finals over the last few years. They they're they're really good. I mean, they've got an offensive situation with um, Jamal Murray that. These guys played together so long. It was kind of I, I didn't in my head think about it like this. I think it's like eight years. These guys have played together, and um, seemed like it. <laughs> the the ability to just run a simple dribble handoff that you're gonna get just a, an amazing situation for for Murray. You know, um, Miami's gonna really struggle with like Gabe Vincent. Uh, you know, he's not gonna be able to get up in the air enough against Jamal Murray. Um, on on all of those jumpers, that'll be an issue. Um, you know, Max Struess might actually be a sneaky good defender here for the situation, but it doesn't matter coming off the screen. It's always going to be Bam, which is fine, you know, but it's going to really it's going to wear Bam out. And I think you can, if you're Jamal, you can pretty much decide I'm going to come off the screen and rise and fire, and then as Bam starts to cheat up. All it's going to take is just one little lift, and then Jamal's going to go right by Bam. That's my sense. Yeah, and, I, I don't. I mean, it's, we're just getting into the series here. Um, the one thing that I thought the Lakers had some success with was um, the LeBron. I, I don't know about success. I shouldn't say that, but where they weren't getting torched as much. Was the LeBron on um, Jokic with with Davis, you know, protecting the rim? But I don't know that they have a guy who can body him, you know, the way that LeBron did to even make to, to make that a possibility. You know, if you wanted to hold Bam off, like who's the guy <laughs> that that? Could, I think it's gonna be that, Kevin Love. You made mention of this earlier. Yeah. It's Kevin Love. and I mean, with Kevin Love and Zeller, you can kind of pencil in like 30 minutes, you know, 25 gonna, minutes for the two to. of them combined. They have to. I like yeah. the Kevin Love thing because, you know, one thing that I think he'll do is he's not going to go for pump fakes. No, you know? no, no. Because no. he can't even jump for, for one. and. <laughs> He's, he's never went for in his life. <laughs> That's why his rebounded numbers are so great, you know. Um, but I, it's just to me, it's like 
okay, he's he kind of sucks. Like, I mean, let's be real. Um, you know, not try to be mean or anything, but like against anybody else, this would not be a great time to break Kevin Love out for 25 minutes. But right. you know, you're going to get some spacing out of him on offense. You know, yeah. you kind you need to have a little bit of a home run factor here if you're Miami to beat this team. So Kevin yeah. Love gets hot, hits three threes in a game for you all series long. That's part yeah. of an equation. Yeah. Um, your idea of keeping Bam off of um, Jokic, I think, is great. And the, the weird thing about Jokic versus Bam is you try to think, okay, what who, what kind of physical specimen can just sort of handle Jokic? And, and Bam would be right there on the short list, right? But right. then you go, fuck, man, Jokic, is, he's in great shape right now. Yeah. And he's just bigger. He kind of makes Bam shrink. Yeah, he's big. <laughs> It's really big. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, I do think this, 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 I think this will be the thing that happens. I think Miami will do what you're describing, what um, LA did to Denver. And I think they'll be happy with Bam closing out. You know, part of hanging out around the perimeter is that the, the other team is going to make you pay by putting that person in the corner, you know, the yeah. person that Bam's guarding in the corner. So he's going to have to get out to the three-point line. And I do like his ability to go out, show, and recover against whoever they put him on. Um, But, yeah, I think it's going to be Kevin Love. And I think there was a lot of talk about whether – not a lot of talk. Actually, it was just our guys who are complete degenerates, but they know exactly what they're talking about. They're they're talking about, could you play Zeller with Bam? You know, everybody's like, no way. (laughs) And it's never happened all year. Right. Like, not one. Not one minute. But in that particular scenario where you, you need a big to cover Jokic and yeah. you're just going to, you know, maybe try to buy five, ten minutes out of this thing. Yeah. Um, I think Zeller against it's the same situation. Zeller's probably got a little bit more physicality. But, you know, if you can just not sacrifice Bam to the pick and roll. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're going to come up, I think, with something better and keep Bam down low. Which will get your rebound and go game going. I think that's a good thing for Miami. Um, but they're going to have to do something, you know, really special against that pick and roll because I think Jamal is going to kill him. I think he's going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, Jamal. I think. Uh, yeah, they're. Listen, like the the key to <laughs> the, the thing that was kind of crazy after, and it was really apparent in game two uh, to me was that. You know, you, you go into the series, if you're a Laker fan, you're like, okay, Jokic is the best player in the series, but, you know, LeBron's the second best player. That wasn't the case. Like, Jokic and Jamal Murray were head and shoulders better <laughs> than either LeBron or, or Anthony Davis. And so that is – if that's the case again, <laughs> that oh, it's, it's, it's over. and Jamal are both better than Jimmy Butler – you know, it's, it's going to be, they're going to have to do like, like I can see Denver blowing out Miami a couple of games. I can't see Miami winning one game by more than six points. <laughs> you know, like every game that they get is going to be the biggest claw dog fight you've ever, you know, seen. With now, I'm gonna push decisions and like I'm, I'm gonna push yeah. back on that though because like Denver has this little gear where they look like they've never played basketball before, 
And Michael Malone, I've watched Michael Malone his entire career really close. He's got this little spot where he like loses his mind, you know, and it usually all happens at the same time. And Jokic either gets like super passive and you're like, what are you doing, man? Or he starts flinging the ball over the court and, you know, losing his mind with the refs, doing stupid take fouls, which luckily they legislated out of the game so he can't do them anymore. Um, but they kind of lose their mind. And, and offensively, you know, the, the, the hoop shrinks. And so I'm thinking, like, if you're Miami, you're trying to encourage that in any way, shape, or form. So this kind of comes back to the age-old argument with Jokic of, do you let him be the scorer and just shut everybody else down? I kind of like it. I would. I hear what you're saying about Denver, and that's why that's why people I think were jumping off them because they had that really bad stretch at the end of the year when they were really doing that bad Denver. The thing is, I don't think that when they're going bad Denver, I don't think Miami's going to be able to capitalize on it. Like say a Boston would, you know. Like I don't know that they. This is I think just going to come down to a lack of talent. Um, by Miami as much as their grit and everything um, is you know awesome I think on, on this thing like Denver's still playing really good D so even when they start you know being bad Denvering and being a little bit passive I don't know that it's going to be enough for, for this Miami team to to like Don't. stretch it those yeah. two acquisitions Contavious Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown were almost I mean, it's easy to say this now because they're in the finals. They're one of the biggest favorites in the finals in a long time. Um, didn't wasn't the case at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, thank you also for that because that is propelling my personal betting strategy to the moon. We're gonna make we're gonna make either thirty units on Denver or one hundred and fifty on Miami, and we'll be something in between as the series goes on. But I digress. They if those two players kind of a basketball checkmate for this team because now you're running like seven deep you know of players that you you have confidence in are going to show up you know with the defense at minimum you know kcp bruce brown aaron gordon Jokic is in shape and he's playing really there was times that throughout these playoffs where you looked at Jokic, you're like man he's complete now like defensively he was turning and running and just out hustling the other team while doing all of the other work. It was it was just phenomenal to watch. But defensively, this team has like zero holes. You know, you can pick at Jamal Murray, but it's not like he's dogging it out there. No, no. <laughs> no, not He's at got all. size. Yeah. I mean, and then you throw him next to Bruce Brown and KCP and Aaron Gordon, and those three alone can be, you know, bad news for the other yeah. team. So And we've and we've you know We've done our share of uh, uh, Porter Jr. bashing on uh, this show. He's a big dude. Like, he's like a legit, like, big six, nine and a half, six, ten, long arms, and he can really recover. Like, he's another guy that's out on the perimeter. And when he's, like, motivated, which he has been, he could really he really affects things around the rim too so they have like between you know Jokic clogging up the joint and then you know gordon and and uh porter jr you're really you're not as open as you may think you are on drives 
as well. So, um, yeah, defensively, they're, they're tough. They're real and tough. Then, and then you get Michael Malone, and he's not getting the, the love that Spolstra's getting right now. It's almost like every, everybody's finally to the, to the party with Spolstra. And, and everybody's really, really kicking back and having some drinks right now. Um, Michael Malone was obviously left for dead in Sacramento, but even in Denver, local media was all over that dude. Um, right. Saying he couldn't coach, just, you know, never convinced. And even in the, the kind of the degenerate fantasy gaming betting, whatever you want to call us, community, like a lot of people have been all over Michael Malone. Uh, rotations, things like this, and 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 I I know where Michael Malone goes wrong. Like he sees red, he loses his mind, and sometimes coaches with like the bigger picture in mind instead of like the small picture of a, of a given moment, and you know he'll kind of hang on to, you know, um, what was the guy's name? I'm blanking. The Italian point guard, the the, the great passing. Oh boy. Anyway, that guy. You know who I'm talking about. He would play him, you know, instead of somebody who could actually belong on the floor. <laughs> and people would get really mad. But, like, Malone, he's a, he's a lifer for one. You know, his dad's been coaching forever. He, this is a guy that's – he's had more basketball than any of us, you know, in, in his blood. Van Gundy was just uh, – Jeff Van Gundy was listening on the radio the other day. He said that he played for, for uh, Mike Malone's dad. <laughs> Like, that's 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 how that's how long that's how this family is been entrenched in basketball as, as a tactician played for Mike Malone's dad. Like as a tactician, he's gonna match wits with with Eric Spolstra. Like if he has yeah. a go red moment, it wouldn't surprise me. It's not like Spolstra doesn't have go red moments. That dude's blood pressure is like five hundred sometimes, but like. <laughs> That's coaching matchup is is really, I think it's one of the most uh, important and and cool things about this series because Miami's going to need to do something weird to to keep yeah. up with the, the the talent of the Denver Nuggets. And so, what will be the adjustment to the adjustment out of Michael Malone when that happens? And can Miami do that effectively and steal a game in Denver? You know, like they're a nine point underdog right now. For game one, yeah. they just played seven emotional games. I'm not betting that game. Like, I, I can't do it. I'm a huge Miami Heat backer. I can't yes. bet that. I, I think that um, I don't know that the emotion is going to be as big of an issue as it is for most teams. Um, I think they'll be fine there. Uh, you know, I think that you really this the, really the first quarter is going to be the quarter. I mean, this is where Denver's going to have a rest if there's rest to be had. And I just think that if if Miami can put together not even like a big lead or anything, but if they could just put together like a good run in that quarter and come out of there with like a three point lead. I think that that's gonna that that has a chance to maybe possibly shake Denver a little bit, but I, I, this is the game I think that they have to get. You, you, you know, know, crowd I, crowds I are. They're. I don't think they're gonna like. I mean, if you look at like I remember like Phoenix. I mean, I just don't think that. They, I, I don't think that there's gonna be much to be had after these first two games in Denver. I think I think if they don't get one of these, it's over. I I don't, I don't think that they can. 
yeah, I, I don't know. You, 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 you're saying basically, and I think what I, I get what you're saying is like, you got to put the seed of doubt in Denver. You got to get them making their own mistakes, like unforced errors. And how do you get that to happen? You got to play well early on. Right. And you, you got to have, and this is the funny thing about crowds, like crowds, home crowds can work against the home team. And oh, that happened in Boston just now in game seven. You know, that crowd just puckered up. They went from right. one of the more ruckered, ruckus crowds I'd heard, you know, in game yeah. five. Yeah. And they puckered up. You can yeah. hear a pin drop in there and, and a good crowd never puckers up. Right. Like they, they yeah. just like, if you, okay, we're down 10, well, we get louder. Down yeah. 20, we get louder. Yeah. It, this, we've been, it's like the, and I get shout out to the Sacramento Kings fans because like they, just never shut up you know and that they puckered up maybe like twice in that series for an entire series you know and um you know then there's crowds that you know like the the oakland or probably oakland my god i wish um the 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 san francisco crowd you know they sucked they suck they They sucked that 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 will yeah they're they're terrible it's it's that, that home, that and home. Denver might be a little bit, and, and there's things going on in Denver where like they don't show the local games. You know, they're like the redheaded stepchild to the Denver Broncos. You know, it's like really, really, um, you know, and and they get they've gotten quite. A, I've actually I wondered because they were one of the first states to legalize weed. I really wondered early on. I was like, are they just too stoned for the moment? Like, is this the reason why this crowd can't get loud? I don't know. But, like, you get in there and, and yeah, three-point lead at the quarter. You know, something like that. Yeah. And and just get, you know, like, because you got to kind of pick them apart one by one. Like, can you get Michael Porter Jr. out of his game? Yeah. He's played with confidence, um, but when it goes bad, it goes real bad with him. You know, can you get Michael Malone mad at him? Like I would, if I'm Spolster, I'm going. Hmm, what's the first? What's the easiest one to do first? Well, let's get MPJ out of his game. Yeah, because because then like because he will he'll be bad on both ends. If you could get him rattled, he'll be bad, and then he'll start chucking really bad shots too. So it's a real double. It'd be a double assist. And, and that starts with Jimmy. If you're Jimmy, it's like okay, whoever's covering MP or whoever MPJ's covering, I want you to set the pick. I want MPJ. You know, yeah. I want to get him lifted up. I want to get him yeah. drawn fouls. I want yeah. to get him to take a bad shot on the other end. You yeah. know, and just steamroll and you know get Michael Malone with his arms folded and he's like muttering and he's chewing his lips and he's just like oh, Michael Porter Jr. I swear to God, I'm going to kill this guy. And and. By the way, what a great place to land if you're Michael Porter Jr. in Denver with all with all the, those basketball brains teaching yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's but had you, quite a resurgence this year. Yeah, I mean, some really he big moments. He has not been my favorite player, and um, you know, but very exploitable on defense. Like, still, like, very exploitable. Doesn't know how to close out very well. No. You know, gets lost off the ball. Yes. Yeah, I, I think you gotta you gotta start with him and just like slowly undo the knot, but also with with Jokic, make him be the scorer. Um, I might not do it in the very first like three minutes of the first quarter because right. I, I wouldn't want to show my hand that quick. But yeah, you know, 
three minutes in, just be locking everything else down, and he won't want to take the you won't want to take the reins early, you know, and see if you can get him passing up looks, getting late into the shot clock, and um, you know, forcing somebody like KCP, MPJ. You know, to create where they're not really Aaron Gordon, create where they're not really supposed to be creating. Yeah, that's that's what the series is. Is you're looking at the uh, the edges if you're you're Spolstra, and heaven forbid they don't get great play out of you know all of the others that we've been gushing about. Because right. uh, it's a question of can you can you just score enough to keep up with those guys? Well, cause I think we've covered this in detail. Uh, what you got? What do I got? I got, uh, I'm going to go Denver in, in five. Denver in five. You know what I, I like? Um, yeah, really, I, I, I want to say they're going to sweep them, but I don't have the courage. And I just think that they'll find a way to get one of these, but I just don't really see a, it's just going to be too hard. Everything's going to be too hard for them to win four games. You know, it's just it's just going to be too hard. I really wish I could just like tunnel into Jimmy Butler's head and just be like, okay, he's definitely going to be aggressive. Because like if he's aggressive, I would sort of block bet the Heat. Just I don't care. I'm just going to bet him five times in a row, six times in a row, whatever however, however long the series goes. And figure that I'll go four and two or four and three or, you know, maybe five and two, you know, because I, I really don't think that it's as lopsided as, you know, like I, I do agree, as I've said as throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you and everybody else, because I mean, I would put this way, I wouldn't be betting Denver at all in any of these circumstances. Like maybe this game here tonight, uh, Denver minus nine, maybe, because I mean, it's classic rest versus rust, but man, nine days off, like nine days and Jimmy Butler may or may not have an injury, you know, like, man, yeah. they should, you know, whoop them really. Um, yeah. They'll be in. And, 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 and listen, like we, we're also forgetting like, you know, another plus for Miami is like, you could you can tell how poised Denver is and how talented they are and how they do the right things. This is the NBA Finals. There's going to be a little bit of uh, when they get out there, and you've got like ten times the media that you've seen so far, all the international folks. It, it's a different it's a different ball game. But better teams and more experienced teams than Denver have been a little bit overwhelmed in Game One of the Finals. So. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, the KCPs can, you know, kind of keep any, everybody, uh, you know, kind of dialed in on that. But, I mean, the, the Bulls, when they went against the Lakers, <laughs> you know, you, you know, 30 years ago, you know, uh, Charles Barkley talks openly about how they didn't get over it for the first two games when they played the Bulls, that they were just too wide eyed. So they'll be, they, I, I really, I really think it's, this is the game for Miami. I really it's, do. it's anything in life. You know, if you've been working your whole life at something and here's the thing and, and here, yeah, I mean, <laughs> There's some people who can just be like, it's just a game. And maybe Jokic is one of those guys. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there, there's a talent in that. Um, I'm sure that, you know, riding horses out on the prairie is, is, is really good. 
for keeping an even keel. You know, it's like, hey, you know, this is just another thing I do. I don't know. I'm speculating. But I will say this. I think um, it's closer than than people think it is. Um, And then if I knew Jimmy was going to play aggressive, there's something about that that just energizes the entire rest of their team. Um, we didn't mention one thing. Tyler Hero could possibly be coming back for game two. I don't know if that is a positive or a negative. Yeah, I heard it was game three, but I I, I don't know. I think with him back, I think it'd be he'd be better served to try to fit in. He's a bit of a ball stopper. I don't know that... I don't know, like him against Boston, I don't know. If you know, I, I think that Caleb and Vincent are like way better in the system. I think I think Hero tries to only impact. I mean, he's not a very good defender, and then he really tries to impact the game. I think he stops the ball a lot. I think I think that you would have you would have really hurt those other guys with Hero in there. So when he whenever he plays. I think he'd be best served to almost be more of a Duncan Robinson role. Just, just you know, do the cutting and running off the screens and not to do too much one-on-one. Um, I forget, what did he just, have in the finals? Or it was it was deep in the playoffs. He went for like 40 or 50 in the bubble. Yeah, he had a couple of big games in the bubble, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd like those, to reserve him as one hell of a change-up. Huh? Like I'd like to reserve him as one hell of a changeup. Like you go yeah. down o two, you're coming home to Miami. If yes. they were down o two, and he's supposed to be back for game three, or let's say he comes back in game two and you give him ten minutes, you know, like whatever yeah. it's going to be. I I say in game three, just go full full on. You know, what do you got to lose at that point? Right. Um, or if you or if you can spot something specific that makes sense to bring him in. Um, yeah. You know, Denver goes, you know, just like a little bit too defensive and, and you go, hey, you know what? We could beat that with uh, Hero, you know, yeah. and, and now you won't score with us. So so maybe we can we can uh, change it up like that. I think a great change up opportunity. I mean, a really good change up opportunity. But also, I wouldn't be messing with the continuity. Yeah. With What's the heat. Call? Uh, my call is uh, Denver in... Oh boy, six. All right. Denver in six. All right. I, uh, I want a better series. I don't want them to just steamroll. So I, I you know, I want to. I want Miami to make this a fight. So and they, yeah, they I'm gonna make it seven. Look at you. Let's get a game seven. Everybody uh-huh. loves a game seven. It would be on a Sunday. Hey, hey. cause maybe we could meet up. We could watch there the game together. That, that would be nice. That would be nice. All right. Well, I think we've covered this every which way we can. Uh, we got to get this podcast out so it happens. Uh, it, you happen to hear it before the game starts. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, schedules are tough. It's tough to get this show out, but I'm glad that we have. Um, any final thoughts before I, I roll through the outro credits? Uh, no, it's been uh, it's been an interesting season. Um, excuse me. Um yeah, we'll uh, we we shall see. We'll try to get one in. Let's try to get one in. Uh, I don't know before game four at least. <laughs> <laughs> the 
planning, the on-air planning of the Cause and Brew show. All right, here I'm gonna read these credits like they're from some like uh, prescription drug you're not supposed to take. Uh, you can find us online on Twitter, where nothing terrible is happening at all these days. Twitter.com slash KOZ ANDBRU show. Hey, read a reply section of anything on Twitter and all those blue checks and, and, and take a shower afterwards because, oh my God, like what the hell is wrong with society? Um, Facebook. Hey, hey, Facebook, you're looking pretty good next to Twitter. You know, that's uh, good for you. Facebook.com slash KOZ ANDBRU show. Another one's in the books. Peace.